Abby and Matt. Hit 105. Hello, welcome to our podcast, everybody. Stav is not here at the moment. I'm not He's sure where vaping. he is, but we are not too concerned with getting him here because it is Friday. And as you'll hear in today's podcast, FOEF, fridge off early Friday. I am only in the building for another nine minutes. So we've got to get this done and dusted to get out of here. Good show today. Very busy show. I had a very busy day today trying to get interviews to air. We had all the announcement for R&B Friday yep. live. So you're going to hear all the details here as a podcast. Stav, Abby and Matt. On Hit 105. Uh, didn't get to watch the game last night, but I hear it was a bloody pearler. Whoa. Apart from the result. Yeah. Well, you're a Cowboys fan as well, aren't you? So it's win-win. Yeah, yeah. Bronx first, Cowboys second. There is the saddest photo of Sammy Thiday just sitting on the ground after just defeated. So that was his special game, 300 game. Yeah, he's in a 300 club. Last time as well. Oh, you want to win when you're in that club. Yeah. Not sitting on the ground. He looked like he needed a chips and gravy from you. He did. Well, if he comes in for an interview, which I believe he's going to, uh, to talk about his book, I will bring in some chips and gravy for him. Um, but that was the last time as well last night in Townsville uh, for Broncos versus Cowboys that Sam Thiday and Jonathan Thurston will ever play against each other because they're mm. both retiring Oh yeah, at the end of this year. They might do a bit of backyard kicking around, wouldn't they, in their oh, retirement? Yeah. <laughs> Where are they on the ladder? Uh, 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 the Broncos are in the top eight, but... The Cowboys are not doing well. Oh, they're not? No, oh, they haven't had a see, good season. Oh, see, that's disappointing. You always want when Jonathan Thurston's last season, you want them to make the... Yeah. That's what's, uh, that's what's made it even tougher, because last year they didn't have Thurston, the Cowboys, and they weren't expected to do well. They yeah. make it all the way to the grand final. This year, Thurston's back, and they couldn't be playing any worse. See... Remember Corey Parker wanted to retire and everyone's like, why are you retiring? You're playing so well. You just did amazing at State of Origin. He said, I want to finish and on a high, on a high yeah. and knowing that maybe I could have gone again, yeah. but I've done it my own terms rather than just dwindling. So that's, it makes um, sense. That's my plan too. I've just never had a high. <laughs> <laughs> but as soon as you do. So long, <laughs> I'm going to get out on a high, guys. 17 years, <laughs> no highs. <laughs> Guess I'll be in tomorrow. Oh, well, he'll be back again. The thing that's interesting uh, for the Broncos at the moment, though, is the Wayne Bennett saga. Yeah. Whether or not, he is he going to coach next year? He's signed on to coach. But uh, they're getting, their rumour is they're getting rid of him, and that might right. be announced today. Might be yeah. announced today that he's out. But he should retire. No. Well, again, getting out, he wouldn't. that wouldn't be leaving on a high, I guess. Well, no, if but they just... could win this year, the Broncos, they true. could win it. Mm. The fu- thing I find funny, though, is apparently... Um, the relationship has soured between the CEO and Wayne Bennett, and they're no longer friends. They're just work colleagues. Oh. See, that's hard, because if your friend is the one that's doing the hiring or firing, everything's yeah. sweet while they're winning. But, you know, when a club starts having, like, a bad loss like that, all questions are made, they start turning on each other, and it starts becoming, like, a cancerous in the workplace. Mm. Yeah. And also, your mate, you know, he's if he's the boss, but he's also your mate, he's got to pay his mortgage too. So yeah, but shouldn't he give you the heads up? Oh, uh, yeah. You'd have to, you have to meet as different people, don't you? you go, okay, we're going to have a chat. This is friend me talking. Yeah, but you still got your tie on. So take your tie off. Tie off. <laughs> and tie then off. after you go to the pub and you're like, my boss was a cow today. <laughs> tell, tell, tell me about it. Because <laughs> that's, yeah, I've, I've never worked, like I've been, I'm friends with our bosses, but I think they would have no issue with firing me. I think we're that sort of friendship. You know, it's not like anyone I've known for 20 years. I think most of the people you classify as friends would be happy to fire you. Yeah, yeah probably. <laughs> yeah. 
Like your a, wife might come in just for fun and say you're fired. <laughs> Hot. Uh, imagine, imagine if I made it to management in this place and I was your bosses. How do you reckon that'd go? I Good would. luck. <laughs> would you want to be my boss? God, no. I couldn't think of anything. I mean, yeah, it'd be great. You could do it. Really? She just gave you permission. To <laughs> you might make management staff. You've been here long enough. You could get a hit 105 CEO. I don't want to do that, Joel. Imagine that. No, no I'm, I'm good. Have you seen how he gets... He doesn't like confrontation. Shut up. That's not true. <laughs> yeah, you get abusive. Okay, don't yell at me. <laughs> how would you fire someone? I mean, I fire okay, someone? imagine this, right? You're no longer on the show. No, because he makes it all into a movie or a you're, TV show. That's the issue. That's you're no longer on the show, right? This is the, the Bennett yeah. CEO of the Broncos situation. It's yeah. just me and Abby on The Breakfast Show. Uh-huh. Our ratings are very low. Uh-huh. I mean, that's unlikely to ever happen, yeah, let's be honest. It's hypothetical. It's hypothetical. You've got to call us in uh-huh. and you're to fire us. Both of you? Both yeah. of us. Both and then tell you. us who you're hiring. <laughs> yes! <laughs> okay. <clears throat> Hey guys, uh, thanks for coming in. Um, okay. just, could you just uh, shut the door behind you, please? Mate, it's fr- it's nine thirty Friday morning. As you know, I get out early on a Friday. Excuse me, Maddie, I'm the boss. You will speak to me with some modicum of respect. Thank you very much. Some what? Modicum. Don't Google it. <laughs> hey. <laughs> Good chat. No. Hey guys, yes. insubordination. Just. Looking over the ratings, obviously things haven't been going well for the yeah. show. Uh, all the things we've implemented haven't really worked uh, very well. I've decided, in order to get this ship back on course, oh, yeah. <laughs> you two are gonna have to. We're gonna we're gonna post you out to Wagga, which I think is a really <laughs> exceptional deal. It's a lovely place there. You guys, you'll do the uh, afternoon shift abs, and yeah. Maddie, you'll do the mornings. Oh, hey, uh, I've got a lunch hooked up at Ribs and Rumps. We're gonna get out of here. <laughs> this is gonna go on forever. Take, and, email us. Can you email us? In, in your place, I'm going back on the air solo. So. <laughs> Oh, great. <laughs> Actually, we need to ring 97.3 because I feel like they're really going to want us over there. Oh, Good chat, God. boss. Thanks, guys. Uh, Stab Abby and Matt on Hit 105. Uh, we're concerned about you too, Stab. Why? Like you weren't? No. I Can I put it out here? If anyone is seriously injured, I will be concerned. Maddie, when you said that you broke your foot the first time, yeah. I wasn't concerned because I know you. And I know that you would lie about it, so that's why I didn't believe you. Uh, faked a broken ankle 12 months ago. Yeah. Now I have a broken ankle. It's and all, like, it's I looked confusing. like a monster because I didn't believe you. Mm. But if you're really sick, I will care. And then with you, I just I didn't believe you. And I, you think, know, I think it's that the default is to check first. But I though. did check. I came out, I saw it was bright blood, and you were just... Talk everyone through, Stav, what it is you did this morning. All right. Well, you do have a broken leg, uh, and you are you're, you're in the bit of the wars. You've got yeah. crutches. When you don't have crutches, you've got a scooter. You don't like the scooter, the knee yeah. scooter, so you've been using a chair around the workplace yeah. where you wheel around in it like an old man, and you leave it right around the corner, not even in plain sight, where you have to turn left to get out of the studio, and you leave it in this very precarious position where I, many people, have almost collected themselves on it on the way through. I didn't know you had an issue with it. Yeah, and then you left it here Overnight, you weren't even using it. You just left a chair in the corridor. It's a fire hazard. It's going to what? Were you someone smoking a durry on it? Where they was going to catch on fire? <laughs> no, but if we need to run out of here in an emergency, it's dangerous. So I thought I would teach you a lesson. I pretended to fall over. Blood capsules, blood pouring out of my mouth. Yeah, and you guys ignored it pretty much. I didn't that- ignore it. I checked and. It- well, naturally, we're filming it, mm. and I uh, got the audio of it. The producers have just given me the audio of the... Mo- this is you. So you're on the ground. In pain. In pain, bleeding, <laughs> blood everywhere, dead. 
ish. That escalated. <laughs> this this is me and Abby. In, you're outside the studio door. We're in the studio looking at you. Panic. You all right, buddy? What are you doing? Oh, gross. Is he... Is oh, I don't know if you're rude, but is this uh, fake blood? I can't tell if it's a joke or not. Are you okay? Is it a joke? Maybe. And back to the conversation. Because because I I went to drama school. And this is the the key. You ready for it? Yes. Always the key. If you're acting drunk Uh or injured, Uh you always have to say that you're not. That's always what drunk people do. I'm not drunk. I'm not drunk. They don't act drunk. And if you're injured, you go, no, I'm okay. I'm okay. I'm all right. Is it all right? Is it? See, Uh that's that. It's just human nature. It's like Maddie. Remember when he broke his really broke his ankle? Yeah. And he's walking, and he's like, "It's fine. I'm going back on." Yeah, she's got a good point. She there. does actually have a good point. I did. I walked around like I strapped it because yeah. you're not believing. You're like, "I'm okay. I'm okay. Is everything right?" Yeah. You want to hear? There's more audio. I think this is. So you walked off at this point. Yeah. Blood everywhere. Yeah. Like I said, blood just everywhere. Yeah. Tanya in sales actually. Yeah, she's coming in now. I saw her. <laughs> I saw her stand up with a look and concern. Um, oh, she's in the studio with us. Hey, Tanya. <laughs> Uh, hang on, let me turn your microphone on. We don't, uh, we weren't ready for this. Tanya? Hi. Hi. You know, were, you, were you really worried? I was totally stressed out. Aww. I completely fell for it. Aww. One. I'm really cross with you guys, actually. Are you? <laughs> you, you should be. be. It was very, him. We, we didn't know. It was well, him. I didn't know about it. Oh, well, I thought you must have because I couldn't believe that you guys were just so blasé. <laughs> no, once again, once again. Thank you, Tanya. If anyone is really injured, I will care. Were you going to call an ambulance? I saw you pick up your phone. I, I, well, I grabbed everything I could, thinking, why? Why? Stuff's just lying there. Why isn't anyone doing no, anything? To be honest, Thank we're going to take Tanya. a photo, right? No, not at all. <laughs> You've got me really good. Well, here I've got audio of us while you're out there freaking out and Stav ran off to get first aid. This was this was Abby and I back here inside the studio. It's fake. It's hundred percent fake. It's just a bit. It's hundred percent. That's not real blood. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> You can blame the fact that the time. And then we started talking about something else. We did. We said, what time should we play this Barbie Joyce interview today? <laughs> and then I said, hey, lick it just for fun. Why don't you lick the blood? So I sniffed it. Uh, Smelled very sweet. Uh-huh. So... So thank you, Tanya, for your concern. Yeah, thanks for giving me a, a huge fright this morning. I think you guys should apologise. Yeah, apologize. I'm totally awake now. To, ta- to Tanya? What? Yeah. <laughs> Technically, I broke my leg 12 months after I faked one, so in 12 months, I'm just going to punch in the nose. <laughs> Stav, Abby and Matt. On Hit 105. Can you make a hotline ring? You can ask us anything. You certainly can on 131060. The radio station is yours. Meg from Bowen Hills, what did you want to talk about? Hey, guys. How you going? Good. That's good. Um, so I want to check out the whole boy who cried wolf situation because when I was younger, I actually slammed my finger in a car door and I told my dad, I was like, Dad, I reckon something's wrong. I reckon my finger's broken. He's like, no, love, you'll be fine. And I'm now 22 and I have a crooked finger and it is my wedding ring finger. Oh. Oh. Maybe he knew he was going to save some money. She never gets married, I won't have to pay. He actually tried to buy me a ring that would fit over the top of it because at the time, like, it was so swollen that it couldn't even fit a ring on it. He's like, no, it's fine, really, it'll be okay, you'll be right. Oh, no. Had you faked an injury in the past for him not to believe you, though? Uh, had I lied about stuff before? Yeah. Um, 
Not really. Like, my dad's Dutch, so he's very just like, walk it off, you'll be fine. Yeah, right. Yeah. Yeah. Poor thing. I did once when we, my brothers and I used to pretend that I was injured. Like, we once put a fork in my hair, mm. like a really big one, and then got all fake blood down my head, and I had to scream and run and tell my mum that one of the boys did it. That's hideous. What a cheap Oh, we used to do it all the time. And then on the way out, because she was so annoyed at me when she found out, she's like, we're going to get you. So she ran after me, and I slipped it in my head. <laughs> Hey, Jason, you're on the air, buddy. What do you want to chat about? Uh, you guys were talking about the whole Wayne Bennett saga. Um, I was getting your thoughts on uh, Gus Gould sacking Anthony Griffin and if Wayne Bennett should go to the Panthers or not. Yeah, right. So, yeah, the people are saying Wayne Bennett's still got a year of coaching with the Broncos. They transfer him to Penrith where they sacked their coach. I don't know. It feels like, like the Broncos are playing good football and they're doing well at the moment in the comp. I reckon they've got the the opportunity to get into the then grand final. Then why are they looking at replacing him if they're doing so well? I, I think, think it's the, the um, vibe of the whole yeah. team is being poisoned, and they they think it's because of Bennett. the attitude. I think yeah. Wayne Bennett, um, from reports, happens to be at the centre of a lot of arguments between players, past players. I mean, I don't know personally. I'm just going to make an assumption that the Corey Parker situation mm. that has been going on in the papers might be linked to Wayne Bennett as well. We don't know. We haven't spoken where to Corey in a couple of days. Fire. It's the only locker room where before a game they go, okay, guys, let's let's win this one despite Bennett. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Gareth, what do you want to chat about? I just wanted to say a big thank you to Stav and Hit 105 for the movie night on Wednesday night. It was a lot of fun. Oh, awesome putting on Die Hard. Uh, you were there, were you, Gareth? Yeah, I was, yeah. I might have shot you in the head a few times. Oh, Gareth, yes. <laughs> Sitting up the back. Uh, yeah, handed out Nerf guns so the audience could shoot during the action sequences. I got beamed quite a bit, but it was yeah. fun, wasn't it? For, it was. It was an awesome night. For interactive, Gareth, what movie do you reckon Stav should do next time? Oh, Brokeback so Mountain. Many. The Notebook, is that what you said? <laughs> yeah, yeah, The, the Notebook. Yeah. <laughs> Are you going to do another one? I think it, so. Yeah, it was a big success. Everyone's yeah. loving it. Yeah, might do another one. I do have to pick the film. Maybe I'll ask everyone what the best film should be. You, yeah. You're going with The Notebook, obviously. Magic Mike. Oh, good one! <laughs> that could get very interactive. Good one! <laughs> hey, Kathy, first calls. Hey. What's going on this morning? Hi. Yeah, um, yesterday I just want to put a big thank you out to these two guys that actually helped me. My car broke down um, and they realised it was my battery. They just asked if I had any cash on me and I said, yes, I did. And off they went, bought me a new battery came, and actually came back, which I didn't think they were, uh. um, and came back and put the battery in for me and took oh. my old one away and oh. so I could get on my merry way to go to work. So, oh, lovely. Yeah, yeah, and it was like, you know, I didn't think they would come back, and they were actually thinking, oh, my God, she probably won't be still be there, mm. um, you know, because I would have got someone else to help me, but they came back, and, yeah, so just want to put a big heart, you know, thank you out to them, because it's very rare that you get that these days, so... It sure is. Yeah, it was yeah. good. Yeah, so it was really lovely, so... Yeah, it was just a, yeah, just want to put a big thank you out there for them. Stab Abby and Matt on Hit 105. <laughs> What is that? What is that? Hey, the things that you do for love, though. You know, when you just like you love so much someone so much, you sort of become them. Oh yeah, there's everyone's got some sort of chameleon in them. Yes. When you can tell when someone's truly fallen in love mm-hmm. because they just warp into the other human. Yes, we're joined by one. Candy, our producer. We do love her, but she's uh, into surfing now because her partner's a yeah. surfer. But she's oh. generally into it. <laughs> yeah, never surfed in her life. So and she has become a vegetarian, which she wanted to do. <laughs> That's right. But she still says that she has a hankering for a meat pie. And in fact, 
She said to her boyfriend, who was a vegetarian, uh, yeah. if you eat a meat pie and I eat a meat pie, we don't have to tell anyone. <laughs> we won't tell anyone. And he's and like, no, no way. And know. she's like, no, I was testing no, you as that was, well. Yeah. Yeah. So we, what we're saying is like, <laughs> we feel like maybe she wouldn't be a vegetarian if he wasn't, which is great. It's love. She told us if they break up, she's going to go to meat straight away. <laughs> That's going to be your revenge photo on Instagram. Yeah. You were eating a hamburger. Out the Great front to... of Bunnings. <laughs> <laughs> Just after you sold your surfboard at Cash Converters. <laughs> I want to know, 131060, do you have one of these people in your French gr- friendship group or are you that person? Because my friend is, like, shocking. Mm. She, she went out with a Greek guy and she started um, learning the language. That's fair enough. She would go and do the dances on the weekend. That's a little bit overboard. He wouldn't even do it. She oh. just wanted to do it. He, she was growing fetter in her fridge. <laughs> then they broke up. And she stopped it all a bit. Then started going out with a bodybuilder, and now she's a bodybuilder. Oh. And, yeah, and now she sends messages. Because we went to a religious school, my other friends and I, and we used to invite her to Midnight Mass, and she said, it's not for me, I'm not into that, it's all bollocks, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. But now he's a born-again Christian. She'll send uh, messages to us, like memes. God bless. Of God bless. Yeah. And we're like, oh, oh, but you weren't into it. She's like, no, 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 but I found my way. And we're like, okay. So you're saying that if she broke up with the bodybuilding Christian, goes out with a satanic, um, <laughs> she'd say that's her. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and she starts whittling <laughs> statues of the devil. <laughs> now, and I don't think she ever sees it because you can't point it out to someone. No, not when they're in the thick of it. You no. can point it out afterwards. You can't do it while they're in in deep. No. She'd come around and break all your plates. <laughs> <laughs> but you know what? She would be able to make your salad on point. Oh, oh on yeah. Point. Imagine she does. that. Yeah. Olives. Actually, no one's selling her anything at the moment. She's a bodybuilder. She'd beat you up. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, yeah. yeah. She, is, she on the, is she on the shakes? Is that what she hits the shakes and stuff uh, like She that? does the fasting before a comp. Is that what you mean? Oh, uh, yeah. And yeah, like she's full on. Comp. The, uh, the real bad tan as well. You know how they just cover themselves. Well, it's the definition, Maddie. Yeah. It's not a bad tan. It's just the muscles look more defined when you're that. Sorry. Oh, and this is just all the arguments I've had. You should use it to your advantage, though. Next time she breaks up, if she breaks up with, I hope they last, but if she yes, breaks up with bodybuilders, right, if they do, um, they last. did you marry them? Were you 100% successful? No, right? I wasn't allowed because I'm not a priest. Oh, right. Yeah. Um, but then just find a guy with qualities that you like and you'd like to see in her. Yeah. I want to be your own person. <laughs> nah, we'll find no. the guy that's the most like her own person. <laughs> Stav, Abby, and Matt. On Hit 105. We want to know have you got that friend in the group that just changes when they're going out with someone? They become a chameleon. They become the other person and they're like, no, this is what I want to do. I've always been like this. You just didn't notice. Yeah, I've always been a skater chick. Yeah. Didn't you know skateboarding's my jam? <laughs> You've got two broken arms <laughs> and a gash in your face. Some hum hackers, bro. Gleaming <laughs> the cube, man. Uh, 131060, put your hand up as well. If you look back on a past relationship and go, yeah, I pretended to be into that just for them. We've all done it before. Yep. We've all done it. Jamie, have you done this? I have. Morning, guys. Morning. <laughs> yeah, uh, in my current relationship, actually, I love my fiancé more than anything, but I'm a holding girl, and he's a sword guy, and I'm a cave, and I bought a sword, and I hate it. What is wrong with you, Jamie? <laughs> I'm ashamed for you. I'm a holding girl. That must... Uh, oh. Hate it. I want to hold back so bad. <laughs> How do you think this is even going to work, Jamie? You're too I different. Just, you should have went no, different no. and gone Nissan. You know what I mean? They're in the comps. <laughs> oh, I guess... I'm thinking I need to go back to Toyota, to be quite honest. <laughs> yeah, there we go. Good it's kind of like a Romeo and Juliet situation, I guess, though. So that had a happy exactly. ending. 
Exactly. I never got to the end. Yeah. <laughs> Good on you, Jamie. It might not work. <laughs> uh, 131060, uh, what have you, you know, the, the chameleons of relationships. Bella's on. Hi. Hi. Hi, what did you do? What do I do? Or, oh, it's your friend, is, is it? it? <laughs> yes. Um, my friend, so she, every boyfriend she has, she turns into them. Mm. She's gone from having a boyfriend that's a poshy, uppity snob from drinking wine to dating a Mary and dressing like a gangster with chain on her pants. Sorry, I didn't quite hear that. Can you step to the left? Your phone's quite muffled. We got the... She had the wine-drinking rich dude, and who's the boyfriend she's had after that? And now she's with a Mary, and she dresses like a gangster. (laughs) Oh! (laughs) (laughs) This is good wine, brew! I love it, E! (laughs) Yeah. Good on ya. Uh, Taylor, hi. Hey. Do you do this, Taylor? I I pretended to, like, walking dead for a guy once. (laughs) It was so boring. Um, Probably about eight episodes. It didn't last very long because it was very boring, but it was awful. I would never do that again. (laughs) That's graphic. I freaked out when I watched that. Yeah, I didn't like it. I was just like covering my eyes the whole time, hoping that he would eventually make a move so I didn't have to watch it. (laughs) Not during the walking He didn't like it either. He just knew every time he put it on, he got laid. So he's like, let's roll this out. Uh, good on you, Taylor. Emily is on the air. Hi, Emily. Hi, how are you? We're good. good. What did you pretend to like? Um, motorbike. So I had a bad experience when I was a kid, um, and my partner just bought a dirt bike, and I went and started watching him a bit more, and I was like, yeah. So I went and got a loan, and I bought one. So. <laughs> wow. you actually. So now you're into motorbikes? Yeah, it's been the best one ever. I don't regret it at all. Well, there right. you go. I guess sometimes it can work. What if you break up with yeah. him? What are you going to do with the motorbike? Uh, I'll get better than him, and I'll show him up. <laughs> <laughs> oh, bang, and she's oh, out. Yeah. Hey, Mic drop. <laughs> Stab Abby and Matt on Hit 105. 2014. A movement erupted and ignited a country on one single day. Brisbane moved to the beat on the streets. Gotta get that Musical phenomenon. Alright, stop. Pajama time. R&B Fridays was born. Yeah. Speakers were blasted. And workplaces were blasted. Get out your seat to jump around. There was only one place to be for R&B. I'm coming to get you. What began as a countdown to your favorite day of the week became a countdown to the biggest R&B party across Australia. You ain't here to party. Let's do this. RB Friday's Live. My check. What's born? Are we ready? 2016. RB Friday's Live exploded on the scene. What's going on, everybody? Y'all good? 11 worldwide superstars. Five sold out shows within minutes. And 50,000 RB Friday Live fans. What's good? RB 2017. Make some noise. The hysteria went next level. 12 RB superstars. Woo! And 90,000 fans conversion for the biggest RB party of the year. Thank you! Now! In 2018, it's time. It's time. 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 To go bigger. Time. Time to give you the biggest RB party yet. Time to make you go. OMG! 
This voice. Are you ready? Brisbane. Take that. It's Archer, baby. I'ma make you scream. Coming to see you live. If you wanna scream, let's get it. Friday's Live 2018 is happening, y'all. Can't wait to get your bodies rocking for one night only. I hope you don't mind, but I'm bringing a few friends along with me. Uh, Spinderella cut it up one time. Joining your boy Usher on stage for one night only. Salt and Pepper's here. Exclusive live performances from Salt and Pepper. Trey Songs. Live with your boy T Pain. T Pain. Naughty by nature. Genuine. This is your boy Genuine. I can't wait to see y'all. Estelle. About to get down. Next. And hosted by Fat Man Scoop. Plus DJ Horizon and Yo Mafia on the decks. Yeah, man. Fat Man Scoop. So it's you, me, and those guys. Can't wait to see you. Put your hands up, bend your knees. Get your tickets and party with me, yeah. For one night only. Coming to Brisbane Showgrounds, Friday, November 16th. Tickets from Ticketmaster, 1 p.m., Monday, August 20th. The biggest party yet. Don't be the one who missed it. Exclusively from your home for R&B. Only on Hit 105. Put that love in the club. R&B Friday's live. Woo-hoo! Up, that eh? is seriously the sexiest lineup ever. Usher, that guy, I've seen him live before. Yeah. Amazing. Mental. Yep. Before the gig gets around on uh, a little segway, segway yeah. around yeah. the place. Salt and pepper. Yes. Amazing. That's huge. Yeah. T Pain. I think I'm probably looking T-Pain. forward to. And this is the thing, though, Brisbane. You've heard the lineup. We are always the first place that sells out. Yes, so around if the country. you went last year and you're like, oh my God, I loved it or I missed out, you've got to make sure that you get your tickets first. Yeah, do that thing, you know, where you sit in front of the computer with a credit card ready refresh. to go. Reset, reset. Because if you don't do refresh. that, you're not going to get tickets. Yeah. Monday, August 20, Ticketmaster. That is the place they go on sale. You've got 10 days to get it together, get your crew lined up. Buy yourself your tickets, and also yeah. we have been told you think that that is the tits that lineup, right? It's huge. See, that's the first thing I thought. I thought this is the tits. No, it's... but apparently there's one more person that we're going to announce. I don't know if it's a group or I don't know if it's just a solo, but apparently there's one, one more. more to add to the lineup. Who's it going to be? And I wonder why. Is it like they were trying to get them? Or they... Well, I, apparently it's locked in. Okay. Ooh. Still needs to be uh, announced. Can we uh, give away tickets? Yeah, I mean, I don't know. Well, I'm just going to say yes. Can we? Yep, we're doing yes? it. Is that a yes? If yeah. you want your first double, 13, 10, 60, ring us right now. If you want to be the first people in Brisbane to get on this uh, for R&B Friday Live, you need to get on the phone right now. Do we just randomly take one? Yeah. yeah let's. Yeah, let's so they've got to be excited. Yeah. I mean, uh, this is... Pick a line. Pick, like gold. pick a line. Pick a number. Four, oh, I'm going to go... Oh, wait, a four? four? Yeah, four. 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 Hello, Hit 105. Hello, I'm just calling up in regards to the ticket. Yeah, you're live on the air and you've got them. 
Mine Thank you. That's okay. Oh, you're not happy with the reaction, are you? Like, this is, like, did you hear the lineup? Unreal. Who are you looking forward to the most? Uh, salt and pepper. Yeah, yes. salt and pepper would be epic. Yeah, pretty good. Are you okay. really excited? Because I said that they go to someone who's, like, really happy about it. No, pretty excited. Okay. Pretty excited. Just need to, yeah, control it. Let my partner know. It'll be awesome. You think yeah. what I'm thinking, Abby? Calm it down, Well, go to a different line. <laughs> <laughs> No, no we, we wouldn't there. do that to you. We wouldn't do that to you, to you, Sasha. We wouldn't Thank do you. that. Hey, Madison's there. Hey, Madison. Ah, <laughs> we should have picked line five. I mean, we're going to we give the tickets to Sasha, but we should have gone to line five to get some of that hype on the Sasha's air. Sasha's just one of those people that keeps it in. Yeah, keeps Does it all that inside. Mean, what, can, we give can, we, can we give another? We don't have any. No, time. no, we do. Apparently, oh, we that's cruel. She's just there. No! It's up to the producers. They, you producers give... Oh, they're saying Randy, no. come on. No, apparently not. Sorry. What about she can have my ticket as a plus one? Oh, uh, yeah. You're, you're, well, how are you going to go with the baby on that date? Madison, would you yeah. come to the gig with me, but if I go into labour, you take me to hospital, or would you want to stay at the gig? Oh. <laughs> I'll take you to the hospital. Oh. Oh, I don't believe it. Come she, on. she put you in an Uber. <laughs> All right, we'll, we'll get I don't know if I can pass on Asha. <laughs> That's true. Pass Good on you. Uh, it's huge. Keep listening to us. We'll have all the free tickets. They go on sale August 20th. Ticketmaster. It's Stav, Abby and Matt. Stav, Abby and Matt. On Hit 105. There are two sides to Barnaby Joyce. The very public. Vicky Campion is my partner now. And the deeply private. You don't want to be on public display like some exotic animal in a zoo. Yeah. This, this was weird yesterday when we spoke to him, wasn't it? Well, it's just, uh, we've been talking about Barnaby Joyce, I think everyone in the country has, and then all of a sudden we were like, ah, oh, let's not talk about him anymore. He doesn't want to talk about his personal life. And then we get a request for an interview saying that he's got a book to promote. So you know what's confusing? Where you're like, he wants to talk about it, but he doesn't want to. Well, even the book's a little bit weird, isn't it? Because it's all about him and politics and stuff. And then apparently this happened and they had to put extra chapters in to cover the And he didn't seem like he wanted it. No. But, but he still did have, it. But you have to, really, don't but then, you? Uh, so we caught up with him. He sounds like a bit of a wounded cat, to be honest with you, at the moment. We asked him the questions. He kind of skated around it. Um, we'll play the interview, and uh, we do get into the stuff about his marriage. Here it is, Barnaby Joyce, yesterday uh, with us. How are you? Thanks for having us on your show, guys. Oh, you are a talked-about man, aren't you? How, how much are you regretting these interviews at this point? Oh, look, it's a book that I've been writing for about five years, so it you know, predates probably some of the higher colour issues and it deals with people who are basically doing it tough in your regional towns it's something I've always had a passionate interest in and um, I wish it was just a book about that but of course your publisher rightly says if you don't uh, tell them about the more recent events they'll say you're whitewashing it but it's not yeah. a book about it's not that is not the cornerstone of the book and also giving people an insider's view on Canberra have you and, seen the uh, show um, House of Cards yes I have is Canberra like that Oh, look, I'll actually talk about it in the book. I get frustrated with staffers who think they're on West Wing or <laughs> House of Cards. Yeah. You're not. Yeah. You're in the Australian Parliament. Yeah. I, I more explain the Australian Parliament as a big old boarding school because people come from every corner of, the, of Australia and they go there and the bells ring and they go here and the bells ring and they go there and they've got their prefects and they follow the lines in their own little groups and they eat together and, they, and once school's out, they'll jump on a plane and off they go back to the different corners of the world again. I know that you like to say that, you know, the book is about the farmers. I don't understand why the publicist wanted to make it about my personal life. But do you understand the fascination with it? Us as uh, Australia yeah. sort of being fascinated with your personal life and the events that unfolded? 
Yeah, I do, and I can understand how people would say you're whitewashing it if you left it out. And so you think, well, if that makes you read the other policy positions and gives you an insight into politics, well, so be it. But I, I wouldn't have never written a book just about my personal life because most people know it. Do you know if your uh, ex-wife has read a copy of it yet? Has she well, I've only got, got one? First co- I only got the first copy yesterday, so, ah. um, so I imagine not. Right. Will you give her a copy, or do you like, have to too- give her the... No, I'm not too happy to do that. I try not to live in tribes. You know? So, uh, um, you know, when I, as like most, unfortunately, that half the marriages fall apart, and I don't think I'm exceptional there. No, but I mean, yeah. is it the sort of thing where you've got to, uh, if you're going to obviously and write about your children in it as well, do you let them know what's going to go in beforehand or, or anything? Yeah, well, it's, uh, I mean, I'm going to write good things about my children because you know, I love them all, but it's not... It's not a book about that. See, that's suggesting that the whole book... If you pick it up at a random page, you're going to be very, very lucky to find something about the person. You're going to most overwhelmingly find something about how politics works or how policy works. Was that weird then to have... Because you probably had completed the book, right? And then they, they go, hey, can you just do two or three more chapters on the last few months? Well, maybe this. That's, yeah, it's a bit too interesting. Pre- <laughs> that's precisely what happens. Uh. So how many people you reckon will buy it and just flick to the last two chapters? <laughs> I don't know. I mean, that's, that's, uh, that's, that's uh, well, that's for them, isn't it? But, uh, you know, yeah. it, look, politics by its very nature revolves around things such as policy. And politicians, by their job that they do, uh, have should be, you know, they, it's not unusual for them to write a book. In fact, you know, so many of our politicians in the past have, and you can go to a library and find out, what they were trying to do, what they were trying to create, you know, how they were trying to make Australia a better place, and and not just here but overseas. It's not unusual. In fact, it's you know part, really part of your job to try and describe the policy that would make Australia a better place, and to describe to the Australian people how politics actually works because it's their country. You make policies um, to you know to to govern Australia, and we've debated about this on our show about whether we have a right to, I guess, discuss your personal life as a politician. You know, maybe mm-hmm. it's tax funded, and you know, we came up yeah. a lot talking about um, you doing a TV show and it getting sure. funded by that. Where do you stand in it? Do we have a right to be able to yeah. dictate Ab- your life? You got absolutely every right for me as a politician to hold me to account. That's my job. Yeah. I suppose the the dividing line there is private individuals, it's different. And once you start deciding that you, you have a right to inquire into a private individual's life, well, that's completely different to a politician's life. And yeah. uh, When you say you that know, that's what politics do, though, when they decide whether gay couples can get married and stuff like that, like that's still deciding private life for people mm. too. No, well, and there was a, there was a, a, a very open and transparent debate about that in the yeah. parliament. And um, the Australian people have had their say, and that's it. Barnaby Joyce on the air with us uh, at the moment here at Hit 105. He's uh, promoting his book that he's got out at the moment, Weatherboard and Iron. Um, It's available now. When we come back, more with Barnaby, and we discuss what happened in Parliament with him and his affair, Mm -hmm. which he refuses to call an affair. Uh Um, Your question that you put to him, I really enjoyed. Abby, you were not messing around. You were not beating around the bush. I can't remember what I exactly what word it was. The question you asked is pretty much what every woman would have thought when they saw who he had the affair with. 
You've got it. You've got to hear it. It's next here at Hit 105. Stav, Abby and Matt. On Hit 105. There are two sides to Barnaby Joyce, the very public. The champion is my partner now. And the deeply private. You don't want to be on public display like some exotic animal in a zoo. Yeah, uh, Barnaby Joyce doing the rounds at the moment. He's got a book out, uh, which you can get on your hands on. It's in stores now. Uh, Weatherboard and Iron is the name of it. Uh, we caught up with him. He kind of answered some questions, skipped around some others. He's put himself forward for interviews, but then he seems like he doesn't want to be interviewed. That's the harsh part about it. he's got a book it. to sell. I know, that's but then right. he's the one that's done the book. It's very, it's, it's just confusing. And we like to be as respectful as we can. When we invite people on this show, it's not to rag them out. It's because no. we want to have a conversation. We do that when they're not here. Exactly right. Uh, but Abby <laughs> came in with the killer <laughs> question. Not. You did. This is what everyone was thinking when he had the affair. Uh, here's part two of Barnaby Joy's. See, I, I see that I've got a fascination. You'll probably say that this is wrong with it and marriages break down all the time and it is it's true they really do and there's no one to fault that's just what they happen but because you're in a situation where you work away there is a common mm-hmm. situation of a, a, you know your wife or your other husband stay at home and I think a lot of people can relate to that being in that situation so that's why they take it more personal yeah, I can understand. Do you know that, what I mean? Yeah. Like they can see that you know they're at home, they're raising the kids, they've got to get sure. up at two in the morning while the partner's off. So when a marriage like that breaks, and sometimes people see it as maybe an upgrade when someone is younger, they take it so personally as if they yeah. could be in that situation. Look, no one, I don't think any person who walks up the aisle ever thinks that the marriage is going to come unstuck. Nor would you want it to. Uh, no one expects. Well, I don't expect. No one expects a gold star except fault, right? Uh, but what you said at the start is precisely right. In my first year of my job, um, I spent uh, 22 days in my own bed. Um, the rest of the time, that was the first year. That was before I was a minister. Mm. And um, and then just really continued on like that. Now, that's not an excuse, but that is how I don't think Canberra is family-friendly. And uh, I just had an interview before, and a person was asking me that they were married to a, a politician and... You know, they don't like the, sort of the insinuation that 50% of, you know, marriages fall apart. Well, they do. And that, you know, there's a there's a problem being Canberra. But then I remembered that their actual wife is leaving Canberra right. so, to go yeah. home. Yeah. So, it, you know, it, it is the, the reality that you are always, if you're good at your job, you're going to be asked to be here, there and everywhere. And um, that yeah. is precisely what you do. And it's not... It's basically, it's not healthy. In the United States, they actually politicians move to Washington, yeah. yeah. And in state politics, of course, they just drive home at night. Yeah. yeah. But your wife, your family, you could have moved your family to Canberra. Like you guys could have relocated there, couldn't not, you? No, not really. You, you, you're not you, because that would be exceptional. Then the media would be out saying why yeah. living in your electorate. But yeah, but- the prime minister can, hmm. and uh, he has the lodge down there. And I think there should be an argument for. You know, this is something I try, if I've got out of politics, I would argue for that senior ministers should also it should be seen as unexceptional for them to live in Canberra. Yeah, well, there's a lot of I guess from a different point, there's a lot of women that have to give up once they have kids because yeah, sure. kids to a certain age where they don't want to be away from their child, and you know, you're seeing a lot of people breastfeeding in Parliament, which is which is great, but it comes to mm-hmm. a certain point where they yeah I guess have to relocate. Yeah, well, mm-hmm. um, yeah, and, and anyway, that's a, but that's it, the system we have. And that's the system we work with. You always, you, your life is determined by the cards that are dealt to you, not the cards you want. That's probably why there's so much porn in Canberra. <laughs> well, I'll take your word for that. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I, I mean, no, Barnaby, I, I just don't know that I'd take that. You know, you hear lots of celebrities, they travel all the time. 
I don't know. I just I don't I don't think you can blame the fact that <clears throat> you can't not, move your your family to Canberra. You know. Well, I'm I'm not blaming it. I'm I'm saying that's that's part of the pressure. That's part of the process. Yeah. You know, it's it's it would be ridiculous, be equally ridiculous to say that if you. Uh, spend most of your time in a different part of the world to your family, that that is not adding pressures on your relationship. Yeah, but it's also a choice you make to take that career. You know what I mean? Yeah, well, FIFO workers do it, um, you yeah, know, no, air hostesses. The, absolutely, and, and people in the army go away for ages. You yeah, know? But, absolutely. But, and they all deal with the same, the same pressure. Mm. I'm not saying it's unique to Canberra. Yeah. I'm, not for one second. I'm mm. just saying that that's a reality. And... Um, and uh, you know that's, that's that's part of the that's part of the meal ticket. Would you get married again? Do you think you and Vicky? Oh, and um, let's cross one bridge at a time. Well, you can't say it like that. If she hears this, she'll say that's very unromantic. I'm just giving you, I'm just giving you advice, okay? Say, yeah. I tell you what she'd say. She'd say, don't start discussing our personal life and uh, the future on, on radio. That's what she'd say to does me. Does she do that? Because she's a media advisor. Does she not go, hey, okay, so before the interviews, hunt, this is what we're going to run through. We're mm. not going to say this. We're going to deflect this. Mm. Uh, no, but as a look, I've also been around the like as a politician around the media circles for a fair while. So I have got a rough idea what what is crucial is the discussion about policy, the discussion about the insider's view of Canberra. That's all crucial. What you're interested in, because you know it's personal, I understand that, mm. and you find the balance between the two. Right. So it's not a no, though. Uh, <laughs> it's it. Man, you, I'm, I've been around the game too long. It's no comment. Ah, see, that's that's what you what wanted. Yeah. You wanted one no comment, didn't you? One you did. no comment. You wanted, that's all you oh, wanted. I feel like I'm on the TV. Hey, yeah. hey I got 150 grand. What if, <laughs> no. uh, now, what about Malcolm Turnbull? Uh, do you guys keep in contact? We have a very professional relationship. Well, professional. Last time, last time we spoke to him, you say that with a grin, cute. Um, last time we spoke to him, we were talking about what text messages he sends to Bill Shorten. He said that he's got his number. And yeah. he said that Bill Shorten said that he's actually a fan of emojis. Yeah. How do you sign off when you will text to Malcolm Turnbull? Has there been messages where you go, "Oops, maybe I shouldn't have fired that one off. That was a bit no, rude." No, no, just uh, I think it's very matter of fact to the point, and uh, we, you know, professional people dealing with a job. The job is trying to make sure we do the best job for the nation, and and you just you know get to, get to the point. Uh, the one thing about politicians is they don't need a huge preamble. They just want a succinct. Delivery of a message. That's ironic. And, uh, <laughs> but when they talk, they yeah. get a large preamble because they don't want to give you the space to. Yeah. Is it true that you guys send text messages through different services that don't last for too long? Tinder. That's correct. Yeah, absolutely. No, not, not t- but like on, on WhatsApp, it started like you send text messages so that they're not yeah, on your WhatsApp phone. WhatsApp and, mm. and Wicker and, and I don't know whether anyone uses Telegraph, but yeah, that's all right. That that's, happens quite a bit. Uh, Is that a security thing? Like here's the codes to the news? There's nothing really secret about it. You get it on your phone right now. You yeah. Can download it yourself. No, but, but I mean, not... but do you guys do it so you, no one can find, like you lose your phone at the pub or something and no one yeah, picks exactly. it up? Exactly. What happens if What happens if you drop it? What happens if someone swipes it? What happens if you put it down and someone picks it up and walks off with it? Mm. Hey, Malcolm Turnbull got burned of his phone. <laughs> that's <laughs> precisely. <laughs> <laughs> and you know what? That is precisely what happened. There we go, our chat with Barnaby Joyce. There was a lot more that uh, we had to cut out of that. 18 minutes I think we spent with him. Mm. Uh, we'll get the full thing on the podcast for after the show. 
Interesting. interesting. It is, yeah, it is interesting. It's good what he do, he's doing for the farmers. Yeah, it's true. Maybe not good what's doing for menti- his mental health. I don't think no. he wants to do all the interviews. Well, Weatherboard and Iron is the name of the book if you want to get your hands on it. Stav, Abby and Matt. On Hit 105. Hey, we're going to play Alpha Bucks on Monday. It will be the 13th of August, 8am. You can win 10,000 bucks with Alpha Bucks. Our player today was hilarious. You'll hear him in this podcast <laughs> if it hasn't come up yet. I got a few messages saying, was your husband the one that was he doing... He did. He was very much like your husband? He, I think Nick Cummings is very much like your husband. Um, yeah, because Scotty uses analogies like he does. Is that what it he, is? Is it analogies uh, you would say to him or metaphors? Metaphors, or? yeah, maybe. But, yeah. but like, he looks like him too. Oh, does he? I think so. No. Oh. Cum- Cummins has got more of a rat face. Thank you. Thank you, honey. <laughs> that, don't, if you, No, we've, we've spoken about it, Manny and I have in detail. And he's got the curly hair on it. He need, he, that hair's not good. Like, I get it's for his character, but he needs to... You've talked about his rat face in detail. Yeah. Oh, Manny and I had a conversation yesterday. Oh. Great, you know what? <laughs> Is that it's, how we're getting him in? We're going to just put head. cheese down. Yeah. <laughs> no, body down. Yeah. We're like, just saying neck he's, down. No, he's a nice guy. Great personality. Anyway, you're uh, Ooh, you're. No, he has. We're allowed to can him. Like if you look at me from the hair down, I'm shit. You know. <laughs> Where are you? Wait, what do you think you are? From well, the I said down. from the hair Where's down, the I'm shit. No, don't be silly, man. Ah, she wants to sleep with me. I always knew it. The letter for Alpha Bucks. Anyway, have you found it yet? No, I'm still, still looking, looking for it. It's ridiculous. I don't know where it is. It's M. Oh, M. Yes, M. There we go. M. All right. Staff, Abby and Matt's $10,000 Alpha Bucks. Alpha Bucks. Rightio, here we go. Apologies, everyone. We are running a little late today. We've got R&B Friday's live announcements, Barnaby Joyce hanging out. But let's give away some money now. This is huge. $10,000 every time we play this game straight after the 8 o'clock news. And playing this morning out there in Marsden is JJ. Morning, JJ. Hey, how are you? (laughs) You got through, buddy. (laughs) Oh, that's good then. Yeah. That makes four of us. (laughs) <laughs> Congratulations, <laughs> getting through is the hardest part So you've done the hard part Now you've got to do is answer yeah. 10 questions in a row With the letter that Abby gives you You're going to get 50 bucks for every question you get right And 10 G's, JJ, if you get them all correct Okay, bud? Cool, hit me, Abby, please J- Well, Jay, I don't want you to freak out Don't freak out about the letter, okay? Because sometimes it's easier when you feel like it's a difficult letter Because there's less options, okay? Yeah, yeah cool well, um, I'll, I'll try my hardest That's all you can all do, right. mate I'm- We'll be proud the of you. The lady on the phone said, don't swear. So, no swear words starting no. with what's the letter? W. <laughs> Your letter this morning is oh W, okay? For water. Cool. Cool. There's really only one with swear you. word that starts with it, so you should be fine. All right. I love you, JJ. I really love you. Here we go. Oh, yeah. Love you too, brother. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Let's. Bromance. Let's just right. focus on this, Here okay, we JJ? Can we count it in? Yeah. yeah. Right. Three, two, one, or one, two, three. Well, I don't know. Three, you're the one two, doing one. the show at the moment. So here we go. So your letter oh, is W for win. Yeah, that's right. And then it starts at the end of the uh, first question yeah. of the time. Eh? Yeah, I'm just about yeah. to start. So shush. Okay, you ready? Okay. <laughs> Name a sporting team. Wallabies. Name something on wheels. Something with wheels. Oh, a wheelie bin. Name a four-legged animal. Wombat. Name a food item. Pass. Name something you can drink. Water. Name any city in the world. Wisconsin. Name a girl's name. Oh, oh, um, Wendy. Name a food item. Food item was 
was on there twice. Oh, that was good. You got yourself three hundred dollars, though. Well done, JJ. Oh, cool. Thanks, guys. I appreciate it, eh? Hey, no worries, buddy. Right. The only one you passed on uh, was name a food item. Uh, you could have watermelon, oh. walnut, or wasabi. Oh, and the last one you missed out wasabi. on the buzzer, uh, name a food item. You could have had watermelon, walnut, or wasabi. So yeah. <laughs> Oh, um, you're a legend. So I'm going to go have some wasabi and soy sauce. Mate, do you reckon that'll get you an extra pig for your kebab station at your wedding that you're planning? Yeah, well, the DIY, you know, kebab station, it's always on the card. That's what that is the best. Yeah. Is that what you've got over the line or this is just what you want for your wedding? Oh, well, if you just bring a plate and um, stack your own kebab. Bring a plate to you your wedding. You bring a plate for the yeah. wedding. That's awesome. That is the That's best. Because then you have all the different um, foods going. Yeah. Know? Is it BYO or are you supplying drinks? No, no, no. I've got to have the esky there and, and, uh, and water and watermelon and wasabi. <laughs> <laughs> I want to come to your wedding. Oh, there we go. Good on you, JJ. Enjoy your 300, buddy. 10 grand on the line again Monday. Alpha Bucks. Anyone can play. It is Brisbane's biggest cash contest here at Hit 105. Stav, Abby and Matt. On Hit 105. The drought that our farmers are facing. Hit 105's Fiber for a Farmer. The worst drought in 50 years. Next Friday, we are doing um, something that a lot of people in Brisbane are getting involved with, and we are so proud to have this initiative going. Fiverr for a Farmer. It is a free dress day for your school, workplace, your kindy, wherever. Dress up like a farmer. Donate $5 or whatever you can to help out these families that are really doing it tough. Hit105.com.au has the details. Um, We're going to speak to uh, a woman right now who is right in the thick of it. Yeah, joining us is Pip. And Pip, where is your farm? Uh, hi. We're, so we're 110 k south of Quilpie. So we're in southwest Queensland. So right out in the middle of nowhere. Is it always, I mean, I know this is the worst one, but this time of year, is it always the worst? When do you anticipate the rain to come? We rely on summer rain. Winters are always dry. There's always more wind, so everything looks more wind flush. Um, but, yeah, we rely on some rain, and we just haven't been receiving that over the last couple of years. And as we move into the summer season as well, if it's that dry out there, is bushfires, are they going to be a huge concern coming into the summer season? We're not too worried about bushfires because we have no grass for them to catch a light to. No. Yeah, <laughs> no, it's that dry. Yeah, it is. It's, it is that dry. Um, it is a worry that sits in the back of everyone's head. Um, I mean, you've got we've got what we call mulga, which is a great tree that we use to feed our stock. And we do worry, you know, if we get a, a big lightning storm and fires catch all our young mulga that's at the reach for cows and our sheep to eat without having a push, um, you know, that could all go up. But really, with no, no grass, we don't have too much of a bushfire worry. Pip, we spoke to a farmer earlier on uh, called Billy, and we wanted we're trying to get our head around financial costs and how much in debt that he was, and we sort of thought, you know, a few hundred thousand. He's saying that's creeping up to the millions. Yeah, it's financially taking its toll on a lot of people. I mean, you can just think people aren't getting like farmers aren't getting the same income that they're getting. A lot of our neighbours haven't joined their sheep this year, so they're not going to get the same. Um, you're not going to get the same land production next year to sell ewes or sell um, weathers or even just shear. Um, so it is it is getting tough, but it's not just the drought that's 
causing this, you know, there's the lack of of, of feed to buy. Mm-hmm. Um, and just your day-to-day cost, the cost of diesel, people, you know, buying diesel so that they can check their cattle's water every day, you know, that's yeah. a massive cost. It's, it's not just the buying feed, it's just your day-to-day maintenance, fixing trucks so that your stock have got water, checking on them daily, doing boundary runs. Can, yeah, that all adds up. Can I ask, um, and feel free to not answer this question of if, you know, if you want to keep it private, but if we were to say to you how much is the debt on your farm, what would you say the number would be? Um, it, it, yeah, it's, it's hard to put an exact number on it, but it would, it's definitely something that you know, people like to keep private. Yeah. yeah. It's, everyone's is different and it's hard, to put, yeah, it's hard to put a number on different people's situations. What about livestock? Because you put a number on each animal's head. I mean, that's, that's the farming industry. And then I was reading that even, I guess, the sheep are dying. They can't even take it anywhere because it's too costly to even get it to travel. And then there's even weight requirements, which those animals aren't reaching at that point. Yeah, definitely. So, you know, it can cost anywhere up to 10 grand to tr- for one cattle truck. Um, and it all depends on the kilometres you are to either sale yards or direct buyers, which there isn't any direct buyers. But people are stocking out what cattle they are able to, what's healthy enough, and they might not even make half of what that normal cow is worth. So then you've got to put on the truck cost. It, it is difficult, and a lot of these animals aren't up to weight standard to ship out. So you've just got to feed them at where you can and however you can. We were talking to, to Billy, and he was saying, um, obviously, you need rain. But what's the what's the turnaround on that? Like, it, it would have to rain for a substantial amount of time, and then there would have to be some sort of growth rate as well. Like, it, it wouldn't just... If it rained tomorrow, you'd still be a fair way away from being out of the hole, right? Oh, definitely. And it's so dry. You know, you could get an inch, and it, it will grow, you know, your top, like, you know, some herbage and things like that. But... You would need a good steady two or three months of rain wow. to actually bring anything back to, you know, not even a hunt to fifty percent of what we can, wow. of you know what we expect. Yeah. And and even then, you get rain. Um, a lot of people who have either destocked or are out droving by the time they get back. The ruse have taken everything anyway. Right. Yeah. Well, Pip, um, thank you so much for calling through. We know that this is not easy for you to talk about. Plus, you've got plenty that you could be doing. Um, but we we really hope that um, you know the small thing we're doing by trying to raise some money it gets out to um, you guys out on the farms and can really help out with everything that's going on. Oh, and it's so appreciated. People are just so grateful that it's finally becoming a national awareness. Mm. That well, thank you so much, Pip. Nice to talk to you. That's right. Thank you for having me. You have a lovely day. Stav, Abby and Matt. On Hit 105. R&B Friday Live. It is coming back. Brisbane, November 16. Brisbane Showgrounds. Tickets are on sale August 20, though. Ticketmaster to go and get them. It's going to be huge. Usher headlining Trey Songs, uh, Little John, uh, those girls as well, Salt and Pepper, and of course, T Pain. Let's chat to Spinderella right now. Biggest army party across Australia. Spinderella cut it up one time. Salt and Pepper's here. Let's talk about sex. Yeah, baby. Friday's live. Yeah, it's going to be huge. Spinderella morning. Good morning. What's going on, Brisbane? Do you know, actually, T Pain, a lot of his music has uh, auto tune in it. Does he have like a little pedal that he has on stage where he can just click it and get the. The auto-tune thing going, turn it off, talk to the crowd, turn it back on. You know what? That's, your guess is as good as mine. I'm excited to see T-Pain because I love his music, and 
I don't know what his method is on stage, but I know he is fun. He's a lot of fun. Yeah, no, so it's, uh, I'm excited to see his show, and we can we'll find out together. Well, a lot of people don't know that's, that's actually his real voice. <laughs> no, it's not. <laughs> it's not. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> Brendan are all going, bugger me, it is. <laughs> <laughs> Look at that. Apparently, um, you had to audition to get uh, in as the DJ for Salt and Pepper. Is that right? You had like a full-on job interview and everything. Um, yeah, it was an audition. I had. I wasn't expecting to be in a girl group or anything. I just had picked up the technique of DJing. Mm-hmm. Um, just for fun. It wasn't something that I was pursuing. And they found out about it and um, invited me to audition for them. And then my life changed. Because it was amazing to have a girl group, like a hip-hop girl group, because it wasn't as common back then as well. So it was a big thing for you girls. And, and, and how funny is it that it's still not as common to this day, but we were crafted after Run DMC and Jam Master J. Our, our producer, manager, um, basically came up with this concept of creating the female version of Run DMC. And, you know, that's why we're here. So there you were in school, and then the next minute you're touring around in this all-girl band, touring the country. How did your parents take it when you said, ah, i got to quit school? Could you imagine what your parents would say? <laughs> oh, a group? Get out of here. You better take your butt to school. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure it was very, very tame. Uh-huh. <laughs> Well, oh, it was all of that, exactly <laughs> like that. But um, the girls convinced my parents that they would look after me, and um, and and they did. It it, it wasn't um, <laughs> it wasn't that bad. Although Peppa is, a, um, she was one of my best influences. Um, I learned a lot from her. I, I learned a lot from both of them. I should say. Well, you've got a daughter of your own now. Imagine she comes home and she says something crazy like, you know, um, I'm, I, I'm going on tour or I'm going to start my own of line of mittens. Mom, that's going to make me lots of money. What do you reckon? <laughs> well, first of all, being in the industry, I already have one up. So I have yeah, a true. lot of friends and contacts <laughs> in different places, you know, like New Zealand and Japan. And, and I can just call my folks and, you know, make sure that everything is, is, is right. You know, she's a DJ as well, so she's kind of just like me with, with all of this. How, yeah. old, how old is she? She's 25. Oh, all right. Okay. Oh, sorry, I was picturing like a... You just don't like look a, old enough to have a 25 yeah, I'm going, you know, you've got a 25-year-old <laughs> daughter? Woo! Yeah, yeah, I got a 25. Honey, time has passed. <laughs> I don't know if y'all know how long it's been. Well, let me remind you, it's been a long time. <laughs> Well, let me tell you, you're not, you're not, you don't look like you could have a 25-year-old daughter, so uh, I'm looking at a photo, so good on you. I appreciate that. Thank you. Well, R&B Fridays Live, uh, this year it's happening, the Brisbane Showgrounds once again. It's going to be on November 16. It's a huge party. Uh, we cannot wait to have Salt and Pepper there with you, Spinderella, as well. Thank you so much for calling through this morning and chatting with us. Thank you, guys. I will see you soon. Stav, Abby, and Matt. On Hit 105. Yeah, I've got a little surprise for you guys. Oh, God. Oh, I don't <laughs> want a surprise. You, no, don't. Uh, don't. Don't. Do. Just don't. It's not going to be a good not, one. This is going to be a fun. regular segment to the show. What, no, but, no. You can't make decisions like that. What's Just he? did. Uh, every Friday we're now going to do this because you two over there, if you listen to our podcast and I say you should get onto it every day after the show, we do extra business. Uh-huh. We're either at the start of it or the end of it. We discuss things that we don't take onto the air. Uh-huh. And the two of you, 
will not support something that I've been trying to get up for the entire time I've worked here. Yeah. And that is F-O-E-F. I think it's rude for everyone else that works here. What, what does it stand for? It stands for Fridge Off Early Friday. Right. And that is the act of, on Friday, it's an unwritten rule around the world that you don't work a full day. Everyone knows you just got to... That's gotta, not true. You got to turn up, show your face. Once everyone's noticed you're here, you're allowed to peel off early. So if you went to the bank and they go, oh, mate, we're not here, you'd go, oh, I love that. Yep, on a Friday. But they don't. They stay open until four o'clock. Bottle shop. Yeah, fair enough. Bar. Uh, bottle shops don't open till late anyway. You can't you can't get in there at, at 5am like we get in here. KFC. What if KFC decided, you know what, Friday, we're only going to go till 2. Fair enough. Oh, Good on them. You're the lying. That's the way it works. So what are you doing today, Maddie? Are we I just am, leaving? I am setting a new rule. Well, now the rule's already there for me. Uh. And I say that anything that is booked in for us to do 10pm onwards on a Friday... I'm not available. 10pm. 10am, sorry. 10am. 10pm, <laughs> you heard it. No, nah, whoopsie. 10am. The rule is, doesn't matter. Have you checked with if our boss? Donald Trump wants to talk to us at 10.05, uh-huh. yeah. I'm not in that interview because Have it's you F-O-E-F. Checked That's a five-hour day. Boss. That's a five-hour day. Yeah. Have you checked with our boss about this? No, nah, I don't need to. Do you remember when he said, Stav, you just stick around late on a Friday because your personal trainer's at 12? And you do. And You've got like, personal training no, honey, at midday, so you just stay here. at midday is because, because I was we normally here on. till then. So I had to make it that late because that's what time I finished. Now I've booked a mentoring program at 10am with all these girls around the country because I knew I'm free here. Yeah, You're I, welcome. I joined that, actually. You're welcome. Are you going to join it? Yeah. I hope you are. Oh, you do anyway. We finished this up about quarter to ten. You go and sit out on the veranda and you just oh, vape oh, till sorry, midday. they're calling our boss. When I met my boss, other, I actually met the CEO, like... Boss. The big one. Yeah, the big boss. Uh, anyway, what's the surprise? So the surprise is every day to end the show to prove to you guys that FOEF is all across Brisbane. It's Maddie's favourite day to FOE away. It's Friday. 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 13.10.60. What time are you leaving work today? Just let everyone know if you're heading up the coast about 11am, just a quick shout out to let the boss know on the air, FOEF, Fridge Off Early Friday, you're out of here. Uh, yeah, Ego, our boss is on. Hey, buddy. Why am I hearing about this for the first time on the air? Oh, because um, you you weren't here when we were discussing it. So <laughs> it was a Friday. <laughs> You've gone home. <laughs> F-O-E-F, Just because mate? I don't come in, you don't need to follow my lead. <laughs> <laughs> so, How is home going today? You all right, Ego? Tough. Got to feed the dog. Ego. Just a nightmare. 10 a.m. Yeah. every Friday. That's my cutoff. You know, you don't get nothing from me after 10 a.m. on a Friday. Get nothing from you after Jeez. 10 a.m. any day. 10 a.m. I was going to say, yeah, 10 a.m. is normally that's a, a later day for you, isn't it? 9:05. <laughs> that's probably more like it. All right, 9:05, baby. That's it. As long as the show's ready for Monday, you can go. But uh, you know. sorry, you're cutting out, buddy. You must be going through a tunnel. 13, 10, 60, Brisbane. Get behind it. Do you support FOEF? It's Maddie's favourite day to away, it's Friday. What time are you heading home today? Stav, Abby and Matt. On Hit 105. Maddie's favourite day to away, it's Friday. Friday. Also F-O-E-F, which stands for Fridge Off Early Friday. Poets no, Day. Not proper work done today. I didn't hear know about the poets saying oh. it. Yeah, my friend just sent me a text about it and what it actually stands for. Oh. Which poets is ping off tomorrow Saturday. Yes, apparently that has always been what it's called. So he actually said to you, don't change the name. 
Too late, already done. Oh. Uh, FOEF, every Friday we wrap up the show by just finding out what time are you fridging off early from work at? Uh, morning, Chris. How you going, guys? Good. Love the show. Thank, Thank you. you Thanks, are you doing an FOEF today? <laughs> yeah, mate. And, Maddie, yeah, you can't reinvent the wheel, mate. It's been Poets Day for years. It's a standard construction term. Uh, oh, yeah. That was, yeah. Piss off early today. No, we can't. Because tradies always finish early on a Friday. Yeah. Anyway, let's not get bogged down in the name. What time are you leaving work today, Chris? <laughs> uh, let's say probably around about half past one. Nice. What oh, time yeah. do you usually finish? Uh, four or five o'clock. Good on you, buddy. Do you know what I love, though, is Candy, our producers, put all the calls through. There was ones that came through saying, no, 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 I'm still working late. Yeah, I'm still doing six o'clock. And Candy's yeah. like, bugger that. I leave early on a Friday. I'm not putting those through. They're supposed skewed. to be objective on the phone. Yeah, you know, you need a balance. That's what you learn in producer school, you know, uh-huh. like one four, one again. Hey, heroes, you know? no one's stopping you from hanging around doing work. We're I'm just not. Saying, we are hanging around, but it's just now you're early. making me late to do my other stuff. All Lockie. this yabbering's going to make you late. Lucky and orderly put out this fire before it goes wild. Uh, Poets Day, you in or are you out? So in. Happy Friday, guys. Yeah, FOEF hey. legend. What time are you leaving? Knocking off at 10.30 today. Oof. Early finish. What time do you normally finish? About 2, 2.30. Okay, what do you do? Do you get paid by the hour? No, day rate. Oh, that's good. <laughs> that's good. Oh, I don't. Yeah. Yeah. That's there the difference, we go. Isn't good it? on you, Lockie. Enjoy the weekend. It's Maddie's favourite day to away, it's Friday. Stav, Abby and Matt. On Hit 105. Hey, that is the podcast done and dusted, everybody. Uh, it is FOEF. We would usually do extra business. Do you have any? Because I've got to get out of here. There's only you had some international call-outs that you didn't oh. do yesterday that you wanted to do today. And can you so stop you've flicking that pen, pen? It's not my fault. I have a disorder. I looked it up the other day. What's the disorder? Oh, mm-hmm. people that can't stand when... People what do you pen. think my disorder is? You say it. Bitchiness? No. Psychotic. What's your... Say it, Matt. It's a free space. No, like, you know, people that can't... St- I can't stand the, the hearing other people eat or mm-hmm. flicking pens. Mm-hmm. It drives me insane. Apparently, it is actually I, a condition. It is a condition, but the problem is there's so many of them for you. Ooh. What's my other one? I'm pretty sure sometimes when I breathe, it annoys you. That's on the list, that's but yeah. that's not the... That, yeah. No, it's all under the same it's condition. It's still a noise. No, it's just interesting. Sometimes you can be sitting there minding your own business and then you'll just be like, stop that. You'd be like, no, 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 it's just what? sounds. It's like heavy breathing because I don't like it when people call me and do that. Heavy breathing or like eating or flicking pens. Just those three. What's my other condition? What's my other condition? Anyway, I'm going to go, everyone. It's FOEF. Peace. You'll get your international messages on Monday. Uh, <laughs> Stav, Abby and Matt. Hit 105.